Hi, and welcome to Data Futurology, a podcast for data enthusiasts, data scientists, and upcoming data science leaders to learn the skills required to take their careers, your careers, to the next level. My name is Felipe Flores. I am your host. Thank you so much for being here, for tuning in, for listening, for your feedback and your support. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for coming back for another episode. And today's episode is a different type of episode, which means it's a rant from me. It's of an interview. So one of the feedbacks that I've been getting over time is people would like to hear more about my opinions and perspectives and things. So this is an effort along those lines. Let me know what you think. If it's working for you, I'm happy to continue. If not, I'm happy to take to essentially drop this type of episode and introduce something else. Very, very open. I'll definitely keep going with the interviews one a week with the executives, with the leaders in our space, making a significant contribution and changes in different types of organizations. Obviously, we've spoken with people that are in high tech. So we've had a couple of people from Uber, for example, one of them from the traditional Uber side, another one from the advanced technologies group, which is the self-driving car division. We've had people very technical creating deep learning platforms for software engineers. And uh, we've had people from government, from consulting, from health, from retail, etc., etc., etc. Those are really great. I'm definitely enjoying doing the interviews. And um, from what I'm hearing is that they've been helpful in people's careers. There's a few themes that have obviously come out through the interviews about what makes great leaders in this space. One of the ones that I hope you've realized is the empathy, the human communication or human understanding more than communication. Sometimes as data scientists, we feel correctly or incorrectly that our communication isn't the best. But I think as an industry, we are definitely trying to improve that on a continual basis. But the empathy there is key, the caring for people and wanting to help them. So I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about the empathy and I'll cover some of the other big themes that have come out of the interviews. I'll cover those in other episodes. But to talk about the empathy is obviously the core of human relationships. And in my opinion, to be a leader in this space, at least half of what you need to do, or probably it touches all areas, but at least half is deeply rooted on the people side, arguably more you, but having the empathy is the the first key step to developing great relationships and having excellent communication as a data scientist. So today I wanted to talk about how to build relationships from that empathetic point of view, and we'll focus on the stakeholder relationship on the stakeholder management. We've done a previous episode on the one-on-one mentoring side and we'll do future ones on the management and leadership side outside of the mentoring relationship. But this one will be around the stakeholder engagement, stakeholder management and communication as a data scientist. The first thing that we need to understand is that people are scared. Our stakeholders, think of somebody in your mind, somebody outside of your department that you work with. And I hope that you have lots of examples in your mind at the moment, pick one, pick one of the main stakeholders that you have and think about how you engage with them and the communication, how you present things. One of the first things that I would like to highlight and I would like to acknowledge or realize if you haven't done so 
yet is that people are really scared about this space. It's essentially a high school equivalent would be maths. If you remember back to high school, some people were all for maths and others were totally against, totally scared of maths. And at least back in my day, back in my high school, the majority of people were afraid of maths and were sort of against maths and they didn't want to think about it. They didn't want anything to do with it. They didn't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. And now, fast forward oh, many years, but um, what's happened today is that we have this very math-heavy set of skills that have taken over business, an area where before the sales was really important, the marketing was really important, the operations management, processes, the things that you needed less maths for. Now there's the discipline sweeping through organizations, obviously not only business, but government, non-for-profit. There's this very maths-heavy discipline sweeping through trying to tell people what to do, really, if you think about it. We want to enable people to make better decisions. We want to be automating a lot of manual work and decisions, and we want to be uncovering new opportunities for our organizations. And what happens is that there's a big gap between where we're coming from, what we're thinking about, how we see the world and how we approach problems and the way that our stakeholders do those things. So you have to acknowledge this is a scary area for a lot of people. It's a complex area and you have to be non-judgmental. So completely non-judgmental. And you know, sometimes you're dealing with stakeholders that are very senior in organizations and regardless of who you're dealing with, people don't want to feel incompetent. They want to feel like they're doing a good job, like they're able to add value, assist, be useful. And part of your job is to find how they can help because people in a business will be able to help you as a data scientist. Definitely will be able to help you. People are there doing a job, which means solving a problem day in, day out. We're looking at an abstraction of how the organization works through the data, but there, your stakeholders are there every day in the cold face or getting their hands dirty or leading teams that get their hands dirty and having a completely different perspective on the customers, the organization, almost like the blind people seeing, touching the elephant and describing it as completely different. Some people are like sort of the typical stories that there's a group of blind people touching an elephant and trying to describe it. And one of them says, touching its leg and saying, it's like a tree. It's wide and strong. It's a tree. The other one goes, no, it's big and floppy, like a fan touching its ear. The elephant's ear says, no, it's big and floppy. It's like a fan. The other one goes, no, it's like a big worm touching its trunk. It was like, has a lot of dexterity. Other one's touching the tail. And it's like, no, it's skinny and hairy at the end. Obviously, everyone has a different perspective. And as much as possible, Extend the olive branch, reach the gap, be the kinder person, remove the complexity, drop any judgments or any expectations that, oh, I only deal with people that are like this, that can talk to me like this, that can explain things like this. Sometimes I've seen people unconsciously approach stakeholders in a way that says, you, certain stakeholders, you have very good logical reasoning skills. So you are my preferred set of stakeholders and the rest of my stakeholders you guys are a bit all over the shop and don't have very clear thinking so you're my least preferred stakeholders and obviously people realize they feel that that comes across and as data scientists most in most organizations today are quite immature in this space so as data scientists we need to be empathetic and non-judgmental and be able to work with people that are, have complementary skills so if we're coming in and trying to help them make data-driven decisions 
evidence-based decisions, then we definitely will have an upper hand on the logical reasoning and the sometimes the critical thinking. So let's see what we don't have and how we can work with those skills that our stakeholders have. But definitely keep in mind that people are scared. This is a complex area. People don't want to seem incompetent. They don't want to be judged. And the sooner you can get rid of that judgment, which is difficult when you're busy and when you're trying to deliver, the sooner you can get rid of that, drop that, then the sooner you'll be able to make a difference in more people's lives, which means in more parts of an organization, which means you'll have a bigger impact. To do this, you'll have to meet people where they are, not only on their level of knowledge. Obviously, it's important to meet people at the level of knowledge that they're at and be able to speak in a way that they understand. And they'll be doing the same for you. Like, don't think that it's like, oh, one way that, oh, oh, we have to go down and speak to people in simple terms. They have to do it to us as well. Like, if you sit down with an operations expert or somebody who does credit assessments or somebody from marketing, or they'll know a lot of things that we as data scientists won't. So they'll be speaking in a way that they can share the knowledge, give you the knowledge in a way that then you can use it and act on it. So if you're coming out of discussions and meetings having learned something, then that means that they've done a good job. And that's the type of job that you want to be doing. You want to meet people where they are, explain things to them. Some people like to be educated. We should go into teaching mode in those situations or with those people. For others, they want things explained because they're more interested in the outcomes, in the results, in the difference that you and your work can make. And that's also a great relationship to have with a stakeholder. So meet them where they are, explain things to them or teach them if that's their preference and they'll surprise you. Make sure that you're learning throughout the interaction as well. Be open and encouraging. Simplify the complex or the complexity. Demystify this space for them. When people start to understand that a model is kind of like a rule of thumb or it's kind of like a map of the world that is an imperfect abstraction of what's happening and but it helps us make better decisions because of the evidence. Make it described in ways that they can resonate with so you can make a difference in their lives, in the organization. The key there is that to have an impact on anything, you have to be able to have an impact on an individual to help them see and understand and get motivated to change or to adapt or to try something new. If you can do that with one person and then another one and another one and another one, then you'll be able to create change in an organization, whatever type of organization that you're in. And that's how you have an impact, how you can leave a place better than how you found it by leaving people better than how you found them. So definitely be open, encouraging, simplify the complexity of our space. And the other one is, so besides feeling good, that having empathetic communication and relationships with your stakeholders. The other side is to focus on outcomes, on business value that comes out of the decisions. Instead of focusing on the algorithms, on the approaches, on the coding, on the techniques, don't focus on that. That's just the means to the end. And the end is the outcomes, the decisions that are made differently as a result of the work the additional value that is able to be captured because of the insights, the predictions, or the experiments that you're helping to create. So definitely, A, focus on the human side, the human connection, and be patient and have time for people, and then focus on the shared goal, on the shared outcome that you are together able to create. If you both keep an eye, or you all keep an eye on the difference that you can jointly make on the outcome, on the value, if you're all focused on that, you'll be able to get there faster and make it much better. The other tip that I wanted to say around this 
is that when you're thinking about your communication, when you're communicating with non-technical people either, if you think about executives, communicating with executives, the way that we normally present our work or the way that we normally like to talk about our work as data scientists is in a very workflow-based manner. So we essentially say, at first I got this data, then I got this other data, and then I had to clean it like this and prepare it like this, and then use this type of model, and I got this output. Very workflow-based. So here's my recount of the steps that I took chronologically. Step one, step two, step three, step four. Now, for people that are not in this field, when you take them through that process, and I should say when you drag them through that communication style, they are dying inside because they're not practitioners. They don't do this type of work, which means they don't care about this work. They don't care about the work at all. They couldn't care less. They care about the outcome. They care about what it does for them. But in terms of the steps required to do something, they couldn't care less. So what you need to do is to flip the communication around and to start with the objective. By objective, I mean, we aim to improve conversions on the website for this product, a tight objective. We aim to improve retention for this product. So make it an objective, which is in business terms or in a language of the organization and that people can get excited by, right? Short, this is like an elevator pitch for your work. Short, sharp, objective. And then you go to the punchline. With our efforts, we improved uptake of this product by 50% or over the month of March, we got 50% more sales of this product through our efforts. So that's the outcome. That's the punchline. So you go objective. What are we aiming to do? Obviously as a one sentence, one sentence objective, one sentence outcome. What was the result? What happened? And then you give a little bit of detail such as we worked with marketing to roll out this experiment that led to the 50% increase in sales. And then you wait and then you pause and you wait and you see whether your stakeholder, your audience has more questions, whether they want more detail or if they're happy with the outcome. And then the additional detail that they'll want is usually around the what data you use, how did you roll it out, how did you measure. So then you answer questions around the mental process that they have on how the work is done. Sometimes they'll ask you around that. Sometimes they'll ask you about how the engagement was, who started the project, who was involved, who verified, who acted on it, more on the people side. But usually that's two big parts. Sometimes you get sort of a curveball and different questioning line, but overall that's sort of the ones that most people follow. But for you, your original communication is objective one line in what well, the objective of the project or the effort or the analysis, the experiment, but the objective in one line, tight, something that is understandable in non-technical terms and attractive, one line. Then the outcome also in one line. And then I'll say, details and inverted quotes like details but it's also a line or two lines max so obviously like for you for the data scientist doing the work it's quite difficult to summarize so much effort into something so short the reason why it's difficult is because we had to go through a little pain to get there we want to share that pain we want to say look this is the journey that i took but more successful communication in organizations is the other way around what are we aiming to do how do we do what were some of the steps overview 
you and then let the stakeholder or your audience ask you the questions that they would like to know. And these questions, knowing that they will go down the line of what did you cover these steps in your workflow? And obviously that questions won't be exhaustive compared to your workflow. They'll have their questions from their perspective. Sometimes they'll point you in new things, new directions that you didn't think or expect. But one of them is around will be around workflow and then the other one will be around people how and who so definitely remember that for your communication objective outcome details all three short of them and then have a broader discussion with coming from this place of empathy and focus on business value and outcomes which is shown by your three-step communication outline great i hope this was useful in terms of building relationships and communication as a data scientist think about empathy think about connecting with people be kind and patient with the side of empathy and also think outcomes what is the difference that you're making as a person and as a group the difference that you're making in an organization which often means not using the fanciest techniques and etc and we'll do an episode around that but definitely outcome and then the third piece of this episode was the communication three-step outline so empathy focus on outcome and have a three-step punchy communication style that every project is described as a as an elevator pitch and with that you will do really great thank you for listening let me know how you go with this i hope it was useful talk to you soon data source services is australia's leading executive search and recruitment provider to the data and analytics industry data source is chosen by many of australia's most successful and innovative analytics teams working closely to understand customer needs and deliver the top performing candidates in the australian market from executives and directors through to project managers bas and technical specialists our deep networks allow us to source the highest caliber of candidate our consultative and personalized approach to the recruitment process ensures the highest level of service and care across both contracting and permanent roles. Whether you're looking to hire or searching for your next career move, please contact will at datasourceservices.com.au for more information. Exciting news, listeners. University of New South Wales has launched a new Master of Data Science and it's 100% online. They have designed this program to deliver the skills that are in the highest demand and most difficult to find. It covers the advanced stats, programming, machine learning, and strategy areas you need to be able to call yourself a true data scientist. To find out more, visit studyonline.unsw.edu.au. That brings this episode to conclusion. Thank you so much for listening. Please find us on datafuturology.com or on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or Instagram as Data Futurology. Also go to datafuturology.com forward slash podcast to find the show notes for this and any other episodes. If you like this episode, it would mean a lot to us if you could leave us a review wherever you listen to our podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that it was helpful and valuable for you. Thanks again and see you next time.